Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) Hi. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Uh, We're going to do a quick little shout out because... Hearing your name is fun. We're going to shout out our, a couple of new Waymers, and Jason wanted to do this because hearing your name is fun. It is. I think it's fun. Don't you think it's, it's fun? It's absolutely fun. Yeah, okay. I just so like who, to give you a hard time. Who are some of our new folks that have joined? We would like to give a shout out to Alejandra H., Sarah S., Julie C., Kazira V., Jennifer P., now I'm just rapping, <laughs> yeah. Rodney B., Nicole B. All right, I'm taking over. Where am I taking over Katie. at here? Katie Z., Claire B., Frida, I think we're going with Frida, yeah. G, Jalan H, Astrid C, love the name Astrid, great name, good choice Astrid, you chose it when you <laughs> yeah. were in the womb, obviously, Chelsea H, Sarah E, Casey E, uh, and we're stopping there, because we could keep going, but that would be a weird podcast also, just side to side note, did you ever realize how many letters rhyme with that E sound? Did we got you G- ever no, know that, that you're okay. my hero? <laughs> Guys, when we wow. have children, they will be tone deaf, no, because you and I are just no. barely, just barely barely not like officially tone deaf and i just feel like our oh, genes I would, I would say i'm no tone deaf. i think actually a small percentage of the population is actually tone oh, deaf, okay. meaning like they yeah. really can't hear tones i just think we're not good at singing the tones but we, we like know what tones are yeah, for sure. but like for sure if our genetics are combined like the it's product of that is not gonna be it's great good. or it could be like an outlier where like by our bad powers combined two wrongs make a right that's what i'm thinking okay great okay. uh all right so what are we talking about in this episode people already know but i don't because i forget also you're doing a lot of sideways on the mic just to let you know and that's gonna drive people nuts in their earballs so i just want you to stay with the mic <laughs> is it gonna mouth. drive people nuts as much as it's gonna drive i get you a lot nuts. of emails i get a lot of emails yeah, you get like, all the emails. i can tell when caroline doesn't have the mic centered on her yeah, face I'm sure just they center it on your mouth that's all you have to do <laughs> that's all you have to do you have one job it hurts on my back it's a podcast my back my spine <laughs> what do you need I need a pillow. What do you need? First of all, hold on, guys. Yeah. You can push this out of the way and then bring it back. That's the Oh, really? Point of That's the what arm. I'm allowed to do? Yeah. So you can do that. This is then, what the people really uh, want. They just want to hear you jostle around. Well. Yeah. Okay. First of all, am I doing okay? Do you need to t- tilt this a little? Do you feel like you have to like lean <laughs> No. <a little> do <laughs> you feel that way? Oh, <laughs> uh, great. Great podcast. Really good. I wonder why we're not on the front page of iTunes every week. I wonder to myself also, that all the time. Also, is iTunes still a thing? No. Apple Music. They don't call it iTunes anymore? No. Come on, man. Apple Music. Remember when I just looked that up about the podcast and it's still called iTunes Connect? Do you think they're going to stop calling iPads iPads eventually? And just call them pads? Ugh, maybe not. <laughs> the little, pad market's really cornered. issue there. All right. What okay. are we talking about? All right. In this episode, you guys, we are going to talk about three reasons your business isn't making money. This is just three potential reasons why if things aren't working out for you or you're starting your business and you're not seeing traction what could be the culprit and there's a lot of them but we just decided to pluck out these three that we see very commonly as a caveat this is not meant to discourage you this is not meant to say that you're doing everything wrong this is merely to be like hey have you thought about maybe this could be the the issue and that 
that's what you should focus on. Yeah, and there are many reasons why people don't make money in their businesses. Obviously, we're not going to be able to know for your specific circumstance why it's not working. But these are three really important ones. And so we really wanted to point these out and dedicate a podcast episode because we've also made these mistakes. Absolutely. And that's what we try and come with every one of these episodes. And we're asking ourselves, what is it all for? So when you're trying to make money for your business, you're trying to figure out how you're going to put food on the table, you got to ask yourself these important questions. So with that being said, what is the first mistake? So number one, why your business might not be making money is you don't have any traffic or content. And yeah. This is actually something we talk about it a lot inside of our coaching sessions and inside the Unboring Business Roadmap. But I think you and I forget sometimes about traffic because literally we've invested so heavily in the beginning of our business. The only reason why we're able to experiment and do the things that we do now is because we ha- we created this foundation of eyeballs coming to our website. So it, it, traffic is kind of the, it's the beginning of what we call the marketing bridge. And it's really hard to experiment with things like a newsletter and to get people to build trust to buy your product if you don't have anybody, any attention coming at the beginning of that journey, which is traffic. I got a metaphor for you. I would love to hear okay. it. You got a nice house with a big backyard, right? Oh, thank and you. And you decided, wow. you decided, big I, day want, for me. I want a pool. And I you're, do. you're going to put in a pool. Yeah. Dig a Lap hole in the pool, ground. pool, infinity pool. What's it doesn't up? matter. Whatever right, shape you great, want. Great, great. You dig a hole in the ground. You, the pool foundation's all laid. You got this big empty bucket in your backyard mm-hmm, that you, mm-hmm, you want to mm-hmm. swim in. When your business has no traffic, when your website has no traffic, your pool is empty. You have no water in it. You can't play. You can't do anything. You right. can't have fun. You can't go die. You definitely can't dive. You can't do anything. No. You, did like, you definitely can't dive. You could sit down in there, but guess what? What? Super boring. There's so nothing boring. going on. Yeah. There's no water. And you're like, you start to get some traffic. You start to write some content. You start to think about, you know, what would people be searching for in Google around the thing that I like to do? Mm -hmm. What would they be searching for? You know what? I need to write an article on that. Or I'm going to go look at some other people who are in my industry. What are they writing? Ah, What could I write better? Or what could I I do it differently? And you know what? Guess what starts to happen? Hmm. You publish those articles. You start sharing those articles. Those articles start to get some traffic over time. The pool starts to fill up. Interesting. And you don't need a ton of water in your pool to have fun. No. It could be a small Halfway pool. Halfway full and I can I can float. We have a tiny pool. We have, we have a very, a tiny pool. very small pool. Yep. And we have a lot of fun in it. Yep. And I just think that this idea of having a business and imagining the traffic's going to come to your site when you have a sales page and an about page and all that stuff, no one is looking for that stuff. Yep. What people are looking for are the answers to their problems around whatever it is the thing that you are doing or trying to sell. Yes, absolutely. And do you think, like, I guess- Do I think that was the best metaphor anyone's come up with? Absolutely. I don't think I've validated it enough. And you're right. So that's a great job. I appreciate it. Very great, great job. But I'm thinking, like, why do you think that this is so hard for people to spend time on? Is it because, well, I'm going to answer my own question. (laughs) Go for it. I think it's two things. I think, number one, it's hard to prioritize because the return is not immediate. But what you don't realize, I know we've talked about this thing before, but it's the whole phrase of, like, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time is now or whatever. It's this idea that you're always going to wish that you had started this traffic game sooner. And so you have to remind yourself of that every time you want to work on building the new product or working on social media because you get that immediate instant gratification of like, oh, I got a new follower. Yay. It's so exciting. You need to treat your future self like they, they want you to be that excited about 
getting traffic now so that your future self can feel that gratification. And it's just, I think a lot of people don't focus on it because you don't get an immediate return. But I'm telling yeah. you, I, like, I think a lot, fill up the pool. I think people, we've seen this in our community. So we have the data that tells us that people are intimidated by writing articles. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I don't know if this is going to be what people are. It's like, none of us know. Yeah. So you just have to try and write something that's really helpful. And the thing that you, like, if you can put yourself in the shoes of your ideal customer, what do you think they're searching for? What do you think if when they stumble across this article, they would be like this, thank goodness. Yeah. And some of that takes t like knowing your ideal customer, being able to talk to your ideal customer if you can. Yep. Um, I actually saw, speaking of our yeah. list of people, Katie Z, yeah. uh, we were DMing and she's going to do, she's going to write a post a day on Instagram and mm -hmm. kind of use it as a mini blog and see what resonates oh, with Oh, I love her that audience. idea. And whatever resonates, she'll pluck out and create full articles about. That is a great idea. Which is awesome little hack. I think we've actually done that a yeah, couple years ago. Yeah, it's like content we, validation, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. And this is a great way that, like I used to actually do this with Twitter. I would, whatever tweets yes. resonated with people, I'd be like, oh, wow, that one really had something to it. It wasn't just like a pithy comment. It was like, that was a thought. I can in, like make that an article. Yeah, and, and then the cycle continues, right? Because then you write the full length article and then you use, we have what we call our content salad framework. And this is all inside our um, content coaching session inside Wayman Unlimited. Which is inside... I thought it was just going to go one. Oh, go no. One it, deeper. Uh, inside the Unboring inside. Business Roadmap. Inside, inside yeah. Wayman Unlimited. But the... This whole framework, the idea is your lettuce are your foundation articles. That's what you're trying to get people to come to your site through through SEO, through organic search traffic. Your fixins, as we call them, like your toppings on your salad are like your newsletter. So you're writing content or you're creating like a YouTube series or a podcast like this where you're kind of, it's the ongoing content that you're building trust with people. So you probably, you listening to this right now, you probably didn't find this by just searching randomly. You probably maybe stumbled on an article of ours or maybe on social media and you then came to this podcast and now we're this is sort You're of a part of your routine and you gotta we, let go and you gotta let go gotta let don't go. ever let go jack <laughs> um and then the third part of the formula are your little your dressing yeah. is what we call micro content where you are then creating you're plucking out of that foundation content and your podcast these little teaser tidbits that you then can put on social media and use almost as these little magnetized pieces of content that send people back to your deeper content. And so the loop continues, right? So you can like create some micro content, use that as a validator for what resonates with people, create yep. the longer blog post, and then break that blog post down into its individual parts and put it back out on social. Yep. And the last thing I want to touch on when it relates to content is um, a thing that you mentioned. And I, I don't think this is in any of our coaching sessions, but we should probably write our own article about this, but it's a very meta thing, which is when you're thinking about articles on your website, don't think about them as like blog posts of what's going on in your life. Think about them yes. as this is a manual yes. on how to do X thing. So yes. like if you were someone who taught people photography, your goal with your articles is write the instructional steps on how to learn the triangle of whatever in cameras, which is your ISO, your aperture, and your... Something else. Your something Exposure? Else. Maybe. I don't even know what this triangle is, but whatever it would be, it's your we job. We are not to photographers, and we not are not going to write that blog post. But that's the that's the key. So it's not like here are 
12 photography tips or whatever. It's like, no, write the instruction manual. So what, not like here's how to use a camera, but like here's how to learn how to do this thing in photography to make you better at this so that you can make money doing what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, by the way, the 12 photography tips could also be good, but what you're not doing is today I got my second camera. Right, and just like- And I went outside and I took a photograph of a tree. Having like, some sprinkle story, that in, some that's story great. is good, but you really, someone is coming to your site, they yep. are searching for an answer to a yes, problem. So yes. always come back to that. Think about that, like your content is the manual that people are looking for around whatever your topic is. So. Yep, and I'm talking to those of you out here who know that traffic is the thing that is missing in your business and you just haven't prioritized it, this is your sign from the universe. I have been tapped specifically oh, wow. to come into your earballs oh, yeah. and tell you, you got to focus on and it. And your six-month, 12-month, 18-month future self yes. will thank you so much right so much. now. If you just hunker down and for the rest of the year go, you know what? I'm going to crank out one article a week. That's going to give me eight to 12 really good, helpful articles that in six months or a year from now, people are going to be searching for and finding, and I'm going to be getting traffic for that. Yep. And you can also be sharing them and promoting them and doing other things. Yep. All right. Okay, what so is that's our number one. second mistake? Number two reasons why your business might not be making money. You need more experience in what you're trying to charge for. This is this is a tough one. Yeah, and I was like, people. Jason, I was like, I don't want people to be discouraged and hear this advice as like, oh, which so often people will say this of like, you know, you're not an expert, so you're not qualified. Like, I don't believe that. I do believe that you can, you don't have to be an expert in order to teach something. I don't something. consider us However, an expert in anything. No, however, yeah. there's a difference between the barrier of being an expert and the barrier of you do need to have experience in the thing that you're trying to teach people. And so, so often, Jason, I see this, especially I think a lot in the coaching niche of like, I want to be a life coach and that's fine. If you have that skill set, I want to empower you to go do that. But if you have not helped people, you like a lot of times I think the coaching thing, this is why it pops up is because it's sort of this like intangible skill. You can't really objectively quantify it. And so people go, well, there's no objective standard. So I'm just going to say I'm a coach and I'm going to start to help people. And I think the intention is good. But what happens is you have not developed a unique process. You have not developed, you've not seen enough clients to know what the big limiting beliefs are, what the big roadblocks are. And so I think a lot of people start these businesses and they're like, why are people not signing up for my thing? Or why are people not coming to my workshops or whatever? And it's like, because your inexperience is showing and that's okay. Because once you actually have the awareness to figure that out, now you can do something about it. You can say, okay, I, how can I come up with a situation or an idea that's going to give me exposure to people where maybe, maybe I'm not charging for it. Maybe I'm doing free coaching for 10 people or for a lower price or a discounted rate or a beta this or that, you know? Um, I think that's really important and I see it happen a lot. Yeah, I mean, it it's it happens with people in the like one-on-one -on -one client situation. It happens to people who want to move into digital products. It's you have this idea and you see someone else who's succeeding with this and you go, well, I want that same success too. But what you don't see is that person has been doing it for however long. So of course it works for them. And they already have the reputation that people know that they're a go-to resource. It's like for us, if we started coaching people five years ago, I don't think it would have resonated. I For don't think sure. people would have cared. But what we did is we gave away a ton of value. And I'm not saying it has to take you five years, but I'm just saying we gave away a ton of value. We invested in creating things and sharing the journey along the way and creating all this content for years. And then we decided, you know what? We've learned a lot. We've yeah. learned a lot of specific processes that we can teach people that have worked on a repetitive basis for us. 
now it feels right. And that was, I wrote an article about this. Uh, I don't even remember what the, the title of it is. I believe I'll set up a redirect wanderinggamefully.com slash basketball. Cause mm-hmm. that was the story that I told in it. But basically it was this idea of if you want to coach someone to play basketball, you're not just going to read a book on basketball or like watch a, how to play basketball tape. And then now you're a coach, right? You're going to have played the game or you're going to have been an assistant coach or, a, a even like an intern or a manager or whatever. And you're going to have lived in that world for a while and gained a ton of experience and figured out what your unique voice is. Then you become a coach yep. and, and you may need to spend a good amount of time doing that. And I think that's the thing for the, the internet, online business owner right now that a lot of people just really don't want the real talk of you're not going to just start tomorrow making money what you want to do and a lot of people are promising you that you can do that and certainly there are edge cases where that works but what really works is honing your skills yep building your experience having your own processes and you're going to do that over time not right away yep and i think just like a really tactical tip for this is when you look at your time allocation of what you're spending your time on in your business some of it is going to be like promoting some of it is going to be actually doing the thing that you do some of it needs to be skills building yeah so for example all of those coaching sessions that we listed off in the beginning of this episode to you for 2021 there are some of those that we actually don't have some experience with in Q4, let's say of 2021, that we will start doing exper- like having time allocated to experimenting with today. Yeah, like, like one, now. one is Pinterest marketing. Pinterest is a perfect example. A lot has changed with Pinterest. We have not, like we, we just sort of stumbled into some Pinterest yeah. traffic, for example, like with my better branding course or better lettering course or things like that. But Pinterest has changed a lot. And so we know that if we're going to teach people in Q4 of 2021 about Pinterest, we need to start now building the skill and getting in there, getting our hands dirty, actually trying to build traffic using Pinterest now today so that we can teach it a year from now. Yeah. And that just takes planning. Yeah. And you don't, it doesn't have to be a year from now, but if you are having a business and you want to start a design business, say to yourself, okay, I'm going to try to go get clients, but I'm, let's say I need to start learning Webflow right now. If I want to be able to design Webflow sites a year from now and sell them, like you really need to be thinking ahead to allocating time to building that experience and building that skill set. Yeah, it's actually really cool. It made me think about there's a, a wandering gameplay member named Kim who has just really stumbled into building people's courses on our course platform, Tea Tree, mm-hmm. And she is really good at customizing them. Like she's even inspired us and, and she does such a great job. And one of the things that she's slowly now getting into is the service where she customizes people's courses, but then also wants to help teach them how to customize their courses as well. She could not have just done this in the beginning. She had to make a bunch of her own courses. She had to go through and do a bunch of this. So I think it's just a really good example of whatever it is you want to do. You need a bunch of your own experience to go through it. And designers, I mean, this one's especially for you who are listening to this. Go design a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Just design websites for family members, for restaurants, for local businesses, for people that you know online. Don't charge a dollar for it. Just spend the time going through it. Figure out what your processes are. Figure out where your stumbling blocks are. Work with people. See what works. See what doesn't. And learn on the job. And yeah, if you can get paid a little bit of money, that would be great. So you're not just giving all of your time away for free. But I think too many people just think, well, I just want to be a Squarespace uh, website designer. So I'm going to go spin up one site and then I'm going to start charging for it. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. There's a reason why that doesn't work and why so many people think that's going to work for a little bit and then give up on it and move on to something else. Yeah. And it's because you just never get enough experience for people to trust you that you're a resource that they should pay for it. Yep. So build those skills, guys. All right. So that was number two. And then the final one, number three um, of reasons why your business might not be making money. You're not treating it like a business. And this one, this is a very particular kind of like online business owner who I think is highly creative, multi-passionate, loves making things, loves expressing themselves, and really loves the ease of online business in that it's it takes nothing to spin up an idea and just see what happens. And I love that. Love that for you. However, if you're not treating it like a business, and what I mean by that is knowing your numbers, knowing how much time and effort it takes you to put into this idea and knowing what revenue return you're getting out of it, if you're not thinking about that input-output ratio, you're not thinking like a business and you're always going to be trapped in this little hamster wheel where you're just not making enough money to justify the time spent. Yeah, and I think this is a really important one because especially with social media and Instagram, it's so easy to feel like you have a business Yes, because you create an Instagram account and you build and this you beautiful And you see that number grow. And you're seeing new followers and you're seeing likes and you're seeing And comments. you're like, I'm growing. And that gives you the illusion that you then look at maybe someone else who actually has a business, who has a similar size account or whatever, and you go, oh, we're doing the same thing. But what's actually not happening is the exchange of value for something. Yeah. And if you don't have that... We've seen this, and I, I'm not going to name any names, but there are people who have 100,000 followers on Instagram, but they make no money. Yeah. and they, Or they make very little money, and it's because there's no business behind it. There's no thing that people know. There's no know, value exchange for money. There's no thing that people know like, oh, okay, this person has a membership community I'm going to sign up for. This person has an online course I can buy to learn about whatever it is they talk about. This person has a Patreon. I can support them, and they give these specific things. They just think that money's going to like fall out of thin air. Right. And I think that that is a big fallacy of social media. And it's a big thing where people think they're starting a business because they're creating a social media account and content and they're showing up and people are showing up, but it's not a business. And that's why you guys, it's so funny because I just had this like revelation where I was like, I know we talk about unboring coaching because we're, we like to do funny things and illustrations and stories and we just do it differently. But I'm also like, in a weird ironic way we're also like boring business coaches in that the advice that we always are going to give you is like so foundational yeah. and so basic because it works and so i was just thinking about contrasting that with some of these other people out there that would say build up this huge social audience right yeah. like focus on just content 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 because then you can do whatever you want with it but i really think you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position when you do that because you're also teaching people oh you don't have to buy my thing you can get it all here for free yeah all of it versus starting out and thinking of social media as the gravy on top or the dressing on top of your salad and focusing on things like number one, we talked about traffic and having a really compelling offering and really thinking of it as a business from day one, not just like a media machine that you then are going to monetize later. Yeah. And, and, and if that's the route you want to go, that's fine. We're not the coaches for you, but no, and we just don't have experience doing that. And right. so I think that's one thing where we're super honest with people too, of if that's the model that you want to go after, and maybe that's where you are and you can figure out how to change that by all means, then maybe it's not a mistake for you, but we've just seen for our audience and for us that it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to talk about is, is this just, another mistake or is this a separate thing? What are we going? No, this is the same mistake. Okay, cool. It's not even a mistake. Just wanted but, to know. make sure I was on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, still under the umbrella of treating your business like a business. 
people are in my DMs on my C Kelso account all the time being like, when are you going to bring back prints? I want to buy your yeah. prints. And I love that. And I'm like, thank you for appreciating my art. But what people don't realize is that it takes a lot of discipline to say no to good ideas that are not going to help you reach your financial goals. Yeah. And the thing about prints is it's a lot of effort and it's a lot of work and time and cost for not that much return. Yeah. And um, like I always, Jason, I joke about this all the time and bless her heart if my mom listens to our podcast. Oh my gosh. She does not. She doesn't. But my mom, I'll never forget the conversation. This is like a couple of years ago when I was doing prints and stuff like that. And my mom calls me and she's like, Caroline, Tom and I, this is my stepdad, Tom, went into this cutest little boutique and they live in Palm Coast, Florida. Okay. Just like very, not rural, but like small very retirement, town, yeah. small town community. We went into this boutique and I just saw the cutest, she didn't even use the word hand lettered, yeah. but like cur cursive writing signs. Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh, Caroline can make those. Yeah. And I thought it was so precious and cute. And I appreciated it so much because she was like clearly connecting it to a skill set that I had. This is back when I was doing a lot of hand lettering. But what I just didn't have the heart to tell her is like, mom, me sitting down and making hand lettered signs to sell in boutiques. Yeah. The amount of time investment and materials investment for the amount of return of that business model. Meanwhile, I'm making at the time I'm making like four to five thousand dollars a month in a hand lettered hand oh lettering course. course yeah. In which she doesn't really know because she doesn't yeah. really get the logistics well, yeah. of it all. Because she can see a thing right. in a shelf on a store in a exactly. store. And that to her is success. Exactly. And yeah. so she's like, You should do this. Yeah. And I'm like, I love you, mom. Thank you so much for thinking of me. But I, as the CEO of my own business, have to go, okay, that's actually not a good business model for yeah. me when I can do this other thing and really scale it. And then I can spend my other my time helping my customers and actually creating things that don't have the pressure of a financial return because I have the time to do that. Yeah. And so that's just the point that I wanted to make is part of treating your business like a business is having the discipline to say no to ideas that are good but that are not going to get you to where you need to be financially with your business. Um, and sometimes ideas are just fun and you just want to yeah. do it for doing it and having the experience. And it's not all about money. You guys know that we're not all about that. Yep. But if you're finding yourself in a tight spot because of money, have the discipline to really be ruthless with the ideas that you choose to pursue and say, is this going to get me to a better financial breathing room place or is this not? Can I shelf this idea for a year or yeah, whatever? And I think picking business models is so important. Yeah. Is understanding like, oh, I want to sell prints. Great. So the profit margin on a print, let's say it's like $10. Yeah. Okay. So how many $10 prints do you have to sell to yep. make, what do you need to make every month? $2,000, $5,000, $10,000, whatever it is. How many prints is that? It's a lot. Yeah. And so if you don't have a system and you don't have a whole way of thinking that gets people to have that many people buy your prints, guess what? That's a bad business model for you. And that's what we found with your prints is there was a lot of positive, uh, this is like the signal noise, right? Like mm -hmm. there was a lot of noise that, oh, I want these prints. Like, please make prints, do all this yep. stuff. But what happens, they, they were up for sale and the signal then told us, not a lot of sales. Yeah. There were some and there were, you know, a couple hundred yeah, sales. Yeah, I think over the course of like, 2016 when I did that project, I think over the course of selling prints for maybe six or seven months, like ultimately I made somewhere between ten to $12,000, which right. is not nothing. But over the course of six months. And it was taking up 
all my time. Yeah, it's and like I was a creating $1, it every a day thing. That's a full-time job. Right. And so you really have to just, and again, like you just said, I think part of it is do that, have that business, yep. see how it goes, see what you learn from it, see what you like, see what you don't, you know, now we have this experience of having a physical product business, which we never had before. And eh, we had a very tiny failed t-shirt company, oh, but, yeah, our uh, failed t-shirt but company. we also spent zero time on that. We were <laughs> totally burnt out at that time, but it did give us the experience to go, oh, listen, like physical product stuff, not really for us, like low margin stuff that doesn't scale real well, not not really good you for to, us. Your heart really has to be in it yeah, for that and product. That's, again, we're not trying to say that that's not a good business model to choose. It's just figuring out what business model is right for you to choose. And that is part of treating your business like a business. Yeah. And that is a reason why your business might not be making money. Listen, I love you to death. But? it You got to stay centered on the mic. It, I can't. You I'm have fidgety. to. I don't care. <laughs> I need I you to stay you. centered on the mic. Okay. My poor little OCD brain is like, I'm going to break this window. Please don't. Just to like have something that feels <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> uh, yeah. So I think wrapping up this full episode about mistakes that are, that are people that people are making and common ones that we see a lot. There are a lot of other things, right? And it's not just going to be one of these things that is the reason why your business isn't making money. It's probably a confluence of a couple of them. And one of the things that we really hope you take away from this episode and hopefully every episode when we're talking about online business and, and really reflecting on what you're doing is just to come back to that question of like, okay, I have this idea for a business. I want to be doing this thing. What is all that for? Like if I'm going to spend all this time writing articles, making sure I have the, all the experience that I need, all the, you know, building up the skill sets, then I also am choosing the right business model. What is all that for? Like, are you going to be living the life that you want in doing all that stuff? Because I think that's one other thing that I talk to a lot of our Waymers about, because I do these Monday accountability check-ins with our, our people. And a lot of them start to find out, oh, I'm getting down a rabbit hole I don't want to be down. Yep. Because now I'm building, this is what I like to call for people, is a career dungeon. Yeah. I left my nine to five job, which felt like it was a dead end thing where I worked nine to five. And now I work nine to nine. Yeah. And I'm working such long hours and now I'm not even getting a consistent paycheck from it. I just don't even know what I'm going to get. And so I think it's really important to look at all of this stuff and just ask yourself the question, is what you're trying to do really worth what you want in life? Is it really the time that you want to be spending? And it's okay if it's not. It, it really is. And I know that it can be very difficult because we've had to do it a couple of times is to quit stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you quitting selling those prints and um, just all the various other things that we've stopped doing over the years. It's difficult to stop, but it also frees you up for the next thing. Absolutely. So take inventory of what you're doing. It's a little pun on the uh, mm -hmm. selling prints and things. Uh, and really figure that out. You know, look at look at your business, step back a little bit, zoom the lens out. Uh, one thing we love to do is quarterly planning. So just a little quick tip here. We're going to talk a, about this in know, one of our coaching sessions. You know that's on our calendar for today, though. Is quarterly planning. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and we love to do it because it really helps us get a clear look at, wait, hold on. What, what was our plan? This yeah. Isn't realistic. What, what was our plan? Yeah. And what are, what is it now? Yeah. This isn't realistic or this doesn't match up. Okay, great. Let's recalibrate. How do we do that? And yeah. I think a lot of people just think I get started and I get going and momentum's going to carry me through to the finish line. And it's not, you got to recalibrate. You got to look at things. You got to set up a new plan and, and check in on yourself. The last thing I wanted to mention is if you are somebody who is in that spot where you're like, my business isn't making money. I don't really know what the problem is. Even if the three that we mentioned, you're like, oh, that's not quite right. One of the, what I think is the my favorite features of the Unboring Business Roadmap, which is available inside our program, Wayman Limited, which is open for enrollment right now. This is not like a hard sales pitch, but Sounds it's just, hard sales I want you to, wow. I want you to know why we designed it this way. 
we designed it as a diagnosing tool for your business. Yeah. So the whole format of it is this uh, decision tree flow chart. So you start at the beginning with something as simple as do you have a business idea? And you follow the prompts all the way through these like five checkpoints. And at every step, it's asking you questions about is this solid in your business? So like, let's say you're at checkpoint two and it's all about your offering and it's like, okay, does your, do you have a compelling offering? Check off these five things. And if you can say yes, the, these five things are in check, then move on to the next thing. That's probably not what's holding you back. Yeah. And so the whole point of designing it this way is that you would see a very clear kind of dead end where you would go, oh, I don't have those five things in a, a place where I feel com comfortable and confident about them. This is what I need to focus Gotta on in my business. A lot of you are going to, stop at checkpoint three which is all about content and yep. you know that's okay that's okay but at least you know what you need to do and yeah. you're not just sitting there going like wait what do i do next exactly so. so if you're overwhelmed with like i just don't know what the issue is that is a really good resource for you to check out and you can learn more about it over at wanderingaimfully.com slash join man that was a hard sales pitch. it was sort of a medium sales pitch medium medium sales pitch. medium sized couple scovilles on the scoville scale of, of sales <laughs> pitches uh all right everybody we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode look at that we kept this one to like 30 minutes can you Look believe at it? Us. Wow, we, we were on task. I had notes. Wow, amazing. Uh, what we things... didn't do is stay on the mic, though. It's no, okay. Room you, for improvement. You started like seven feet above the mic, Jason, and now you <laughs> you know it's the cushion. It's it's a combination. It's a posture How? and the cushion. How? How do you do this? It's just amazing superpower. It's a superpower. Yeah. I can compress my spine. Do you want to go for a walk? It's gonna be hot, but yeah, let's do it. Get some fresh air. Sweaty. Maybe get a PSL for our afternoon discussion. Ooh, Ooh yeah, I love See that. if it fits in your cows. You're starting I to know. Your cows again. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode. Because okay, yeah, we talked well, about health and fitness like a year and a half ago. So it'd be I fun just, to kind of bring you that You know back. what I have? Real, this is a real off the rails okay, at the yeah, end sure. here. But I, I realized that I'm like really self-conscious about telling people that I'm counting calories. Because I think there's this, this like – you don't think about it because you're a man. Oh. But there's this like – idea of people like counting calories can be really unhealthy because you get yeah, yeah, yeah. obsessed with like you yeah, know yeah, which i, I think it. anything to any degree is unhealthy but i was just thinking about this this morning where i was like it is it's a very powerful tool for oh, me yeah. because it doesn't it doesn't make me think of food in a different way or like make me feel deprived in any way it just makes me mindful of everything i'm yeah. putting into my body that's why and I, I even noticed that this morning i was I was enjoying my breakfast more yeah. because I made the intentional choice. I added some of Jason's leftover rosemary potatoes to my Ooh. avocado How bagel. How many calories? It was about 100 calories. It was about 111, yeah. 111. <laughs> and, and I was like, these potatoes are worth every single yeah, bit sure. of these yeah. 100 calories for my daily allotment. And like, anyway, it, it, for some people that yeah. is not okay. And yeah. actually we probably should have even done like a content warning for people. Cause I know that people like who have had food issues, mm. counting calories is like a really big thing. So yeah, I well, hope this that is, this isn't triggering. This at all is a very people. quick little mention. And then if we do a whole episode on, like, we'll check our, back in yeah, and let you know, yeah, how, yeah, it we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right. Anyway, that's the end of this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you're on the old Apple podcast, I'm going to ask for it this time. Leave a review. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode time. 58. Just this one, though. Just this, Just this one. Future episodes, Everyone, I don't want to review. Everybody write down in, his, in the history books, episode 58. Listen, reviews help. They do help other people find podcasts. You're freaking so, me out. Because just, this, just this episode. I know, but you're freaking me out because normally we say don't do it. Yeah, yeah, I know, but and this like, episode. And now you're saying they the help. Thing. Here's the thing. you got to mix it up. You know? you got to mix it up. Keep it fresh. Yeah, you can't just dive into the pool the same way all the time. Sometimes you got to do cannonballs. Sometimes you got to do backflips. Sometimes you got to do a swan dive. Sometimes you got to do a squirrel flip. You know what a squirrel flip is, right? I used to remember doing back dives in like my dad's pool okay. at his little condo complex. And yeah. now I'm like, I think I'd be too scared to do it at this age. You absolutely would not do a back dive. I know. No, guarantee you wouldn't. I miss those carefree you know, I can days. Still do a back into a pool 
I, I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was more afraid you're, of you're that. You're not afraid enough. Yeah. Whoever right. listened to the Fears episode will get that inside joke. You're not afraid enough of that. Thanks so much for listening to our pod. We'll be back next week with another episode. Sorry this one was a little bit late. We got a little busy. Maybe we'll talk about that next week or okay. the week after. We'll see. Okay, and goodbye. <laughs>